0: Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM. Welcome to Drive Time q and a This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host today. And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered you can text me on zero four zero one three zero five zero seven seven. Also you can email us info at faithfm.com.au or visit our website faithfm.com.au The theme for this week is the church in an age of Cultural change. And our big questions for this uh, week to tackle are Has culture changed our picture of God? Can culture change truth? Has culture changed the church? And has culture changed biblical morality? Has culture redefined sin and salvation? But the question for today is which we are going to deal with is: uh, Has culture changed the picture of God? Our co-host today is Joseph Matić, and uh, Joseph. Is uh, the s- General Secretary for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia, and it's good to have you back with us, Joseph.
1: Yeah, Nick, it's good to be here again. I yeah. mean, back
0: uh, with me
1: yeah, to say right. so because I yes. thought you
0: deserted me, but uh, it's good to have you back.
1: Uh, only for a couple of weeks, but now we're back
0: together, <laughs> Nick. Yeah, that's and, good, it's Joseph. All,
2: all good, yeah. very
0: good. And as we mentioned here, Joseph, uh, it's a, quite a challenging uh, topic for mm. the whole week, uh, looking into this uh, cultural approach, you know of, uh, Religion and uh, beliefs, faith. And um, we also may look a little bit in some of the researches done in regard to this. One research uh, by uh, George Barna, which is a long time researcher of uh, Christian churches in America, the Barna uh, group have done studies called the American Worldwide Inventory through Arizona Christian University and has found some. Startling results about American belief in God and what they believe about him, about God. You know, mm. well, we may look into this research a little bit more during this
1: program, but uh, Joseph, um, today, what are some of the results? Yeah, thank you, Nick. Um, so today we're going to look at, at some of the results from this um, Barner research. Um, George Barna, um, head of a, a, a major research organization in the United States, has been doing research and studies for many, many years now, Nick, as, mm-hmm. as you mentioned there just, just, just a moment ago. And um, a lot of, lot of information has been gathered from that that gives us a real picture and insight into, uh, into church um, which is really interesting to to consider and look at, and uh, so, yeah, there is this uh, very recent studies, the American worldview mm-hmm. inventory, which looks at yeah, American belief in god and uh, and so today we're going to be in particular be looking at that aspect, how how has what's the view of God that that, that a lot of Americans and Christians mm-hmm. in, in general actually have? And so that's going to be interesting. And uh, you mentioned that further out this coming week we're going to be looking at some as, other aspects of how culture has had an impact on on church and and the Bible and and even sin and, and salvation at the end of the week. Yes. Um. Uh, the fact is uh, there are so many influences, Nick, on on us as as Christians on Christianity. On the church in general, and uh, and on ultimately on our belief and, and view of God. Now, um, as far as uh, t- today in particular, uh, we're looking at um, ha- has culture changed our picture of God? According to this Barna research, Nick, uh, here's just some initial results that 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 I, I want to share. Uh, only half of American adults believe in a traditional biblical view of God as. Being all-powerful, all-knowing, perfect, and, and the just creator of the universe, who still w- rules the world today—only mm, mm. half. Wow. Uh, so, in America, considered quite a Christian nation, it's just half. In, in, in the actual, it, it's fifty-one percent that mm, they found, mm. just on half. That's down from something like seventy odd percent a number of years ago. Wow. Then next, only six percent of American adults have a biblical worldview. Now, a biblical worldview is a way of thinking and behaving that is predominantly driven by the acceptance of biblical truths. Yes.
0: Only 6% of wow. adults. That's amazing. From yeah. a country like America,
1: like a, yeah. b- uh, known as a yeah. Protestant uh, country. Uh, another result that, that's been found is that the largest decline – in, uh, in the possession of an orthodox uh, biblical perspective on the nature of God since, since 1991, was found to be among individuals who attend Pentecostal or charismatic Protestant ter- churches. Mm-hmm. They were down by 27 percentage points. Wow. So, again, what that's uh, referring to is the largest decline in a biblical perspective on the nature of God. Yes. So, uh, th- this is quite startling. Quite, it's really quite shocking. Uh, what what we're talking about is we're not referring to unchurch, unchristian. We're talking about uh, people who who claim to be Christians. Uh, that their biblical perspective of God ha- ha- has actually changed, Nick. Mm, uh, yeah. Their biblical view of God doesn't mean you know, they don't believe in God. But they don't b- believe him as the Bible portrays it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's considerably down. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. Just, just before I'm asking the next uh, question, yeah. um, I, I just want to to ask this. People may um, think or wow, well, why are you just keep talking about America, what's yeah. so important about America, but I believe uh, for a long period of time, America was the uh, trademark, if you like, yeah. when you talk about uh, Christianity, you know, you talk about particularly uh, Protestantism, uh, it used to be known as a Protestant country, I'm not sure if it's still uh, believed to be, uh, but the, the big thing, and you may you may refer to this down the the track, but you know, on even on their dollar there, in God we trust, you yes. know, very significant Yes. And uh, the reason why people are having their eyes also on America in this regard, because it's a pulse, gives you a very, very strong indication of the trade of the um, movements around the world, because uh, even, you know, when you think politically or economically or all those things. Uh, if uh, if America sneezes, you know, uh, you know, we all get the the, the cold. Cough.
1: <laughs> That's right. The world gets a cold. That's right. That's right. So yeah, very very good point, Nick. Uh, really really valid. Yeah. Uh, so even though we're talking about America, uh, the fact is uh, America does have an influence, and, uh, and 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 here we what what you're saying there, Nick, is America has been um, renowned for a leading Christian nation, and. Uh, what we're finding here is a, a a marked decline in in these fundamental Christian beliefs and values, uh, f- a, a real decline in um, concepts of God and and the Bible and things like that. So that that even though we're not in America, w- that should still be something that uh, causes us to to ask questions and to be to be alert and to to be thinking. So yeah, all right, yeah. yeah that, oh, look, and and that's America, yeah, but the. Okay, what about Australia, Joseph? Yeah, so look, yeah. I guess in fairness, Nick, um, we do need to say, we are quoting here a lot of this research and study that's done in America. Uh, The reality is, Nick, we don't have such detailed research done in Australia. Mm -hmm. We are relatively small compared to America. Yes. And especially Christianity in Australia is much, much smaller compared to in the United States, where they have... Large, uh, uh, well, Christian universities yes. and organisations and, and companies in the ability, I guess, to do, do, do such widespread studies and but even we, and even the headquarters, you know, of many organisations uh, and churches and groups, still in uh, on in the United States. That's yeah. right. That's right. Now, but what we do know is is and and you were alluding to this a little bit, is that we in Australia, for example, when we are not too far behind america in mm. many things mm. okay so uh things that start happening there and changing whatever they, they you know they do they do influence us and um we um yeah we, we are not too far behind what we do have here in australia nick is we do have census data mm-hmm. for here in australia and uh th- th- there, are, there are there are some uh, very uh, yeah very good evidence and and that's interesting nick because that 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 gives us a bit of a picture across the across the whole country for example let me share just a couple of things very quickly here uh, not the last census the previous one so back in 2011 22% of australians uh, marked no religion that they had no religion in australia 22% 5 years later the next census which is our, which was our most recent one 2016 this had risen to 30% right so it had gone from 22% in 2011 to, to in 5 years it had risen to 30% of australians saying that they have no religion we're talking almost a third wow that's religion a, that's at all. a big shift at all yeah then uh, another another thing that we know from from the census australian uh, bureau statistics has shown to us that christians in australia now, the total number of, of Christians, all Christians, all, all, all denominations, you know um, the total number of Christians now hovers around 50 percent. that 's down from 88 percent back in the '60s or specifically 1966. Mm-hmm. so back in the '60s, 88 percent we're almost 90 percent the vast majority Nick back then of our population were Christians. now it's dropped a half. Um, so what we're finding, just just from those couple of things there, Nick, is that in general here in Australia, clearly there, there has been quite a decline in religion, in faith, in church, and uh, and so that would have an impact on people's view of. Of God and, and and religious faith.
0: Yes, and just uh, thinking of that, Joseph, because uh, yeah, people may try to find out reasons for that uh, decline. Um, and of course, you could probably pick up some of the sure. let's let's say um, immigration levels. You know, uh, have has been changed since that uh, date which That's you right. refer to. Um, People coming from different uh, backgrounds. That's right. Um, but still, when you look at the, from ninety percent, almost to, to almost come back to half. Half. Yes, that's a big uh, yeah. big shift. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, and in particular, Joseph, um, we are looking at the question: Has all this changed our picture of God? And this is what we are going mm. to deal with. You know, I mean. Doesn't matter where you live mm. in the world. We are talking here about uh, as a Christian right. uh, background. Um, how that affected us
1: as Christians? Yeah, and so that that brings us back to that Barna report of the now called the American Worldview Inventory uh, through Arizona Christian University um, uh, done here, this year. Of the adults, and here's here's how it's changed our picture of God, of, of, God. Of, of the adults who have a biblical understanding of God, only half of those with a biblical view of God also believe that it is possible to be certain that God exists. Mm. Okay, so let me say that again. Of those who believe, who have a biblical view of God, uh, only half of them believe that it's certain that that you can be certain that God exists. Uh, that means that nearly half of those who believe in a personal, powerful, and perfect God also believe that cer- that certainty about the God that they believe in is impossible. <laughs> it doesn't really, you know, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Um, then, uh, seven out of ten adults who possess an orthodox, that means a, 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 a normal biblical view of God, 70%. Do not doubt that God loves them unconditionally. Okay. Well, that's that's mm. in a sense good. Mm. That means. Same, but you still you still have thirty percent who have doubt, doubts so, mm. that God loves them unconditionally. Wow. Um, next, two thirds of those with a biblical perspective on God also contend that He has a reason for everything that happens to them. Two thirds uh, say that they believe that God has a reason, which means. You have a whole third of uh, Christians, Nick. A whole third of Christians who, who you know, who, who clearly believe in God, mm. but they don't believe that uh, He has a reason for everything. Uh, and then, shockingly, uh, a mere one out of three people who have a biblical view of God uh, believe that He inv- that He involved in their life. Mm-hmm. Or to put that another way, only a, only a third, Nick, only a third uh, of these Christians who have a b- biblical view of God um, believe that God's actually involved in their lives. Uh, so you've got this idea, yeah, there's a God, but uh, he's not not really actually directly mm-hmm. involved in. It, that's life. why
0: that's why it, it it comes so popular that view of um, uh, theistic evolution. Yeah. you know when uh, you know something happened, but God moved on from there, and we're on our own.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. So clearly then, culture has changed our picture of God, Nick. Uh, the reality is the word God conjures up different things for different people. Mm-hmm. An interesting uh, quote here that I have from a gentleman by the name of Fre- Frederick Buchner. He says, Many an atheist is a believer without knowing it, just as many a believer is an atheist without knowing it. Mm. You can sincerely believe there is no God and act as if there is. You can sincerely believe there is a God and live as though there isn't. Wow. That's what Fred Brickness mm. said, and I think that's, a, that's an interesting thing. Uh, Nick, I'd like to suggest uh, three points when we are considering who God is and uh, what our picture of God is. All right. First thing, God can be known, and he can be known because he, God wants to be known mm. God wants to be known He has chosen to 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 reveal himself uh, the second thing, Nick um, is that it takes time to get to know God. Uh, God gets crowded out by all the stuff around us uh, by life by uh, by the things by by the noise by. Uh, by life around us, um, and um, that's why there's that, that, there's, that you know, there's that thought from the Psalms: "Be still and know that, that I, I am, am God. God." In other words, yeah, um, yeah, God can get crowded out by everything else, but He's there. Uh, and the third thing, uh, just as as we start getting into this, uh, really today. God is not always how we or the church or religion has portrayed him or defined him, and so yeah, that's that's something that we need to need to mm. need to really look at. Mm. Right, uh,
0: that's very very important, uh, Joseph. What you you said here because uh, you know it's sobering to to think that as. Christians, we may like to believe and say, oh, yeah, we are Christians, and still have those sort of um, attitude, you know, that um, I don't know if God is still real in my life, why so many things happen in in our life, and so on and so forth, and I believe the enemy, you know, which we'll deal with some of this uh, later on uh, in the week, how sin hmm. um, perverted all that great image of God and we need to really go back to the Bible to the scripture to find out who God is Mm. I'm just going to take a short break right now Uh, play a song and we'll come back and I would like to play this song uh, uh, to the only God
3: to the only God who is a Able to keep us from falling to the only God Be all glory and honor Majesty and power For all ages now and forevermore
2: That Jesus will bring into your heart. What about your friends, family, or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITHFM. That's 1-800-324-843.
0: Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph Maticik. Our big question for today is, has culture changed our picture of God? Joseph, what
1: difference does it make what we believe about God? It makes a huge difference. I want to show us from, um, from a, pa- a very significant passage of scripture, Nick. If we go to Genesis chapter 3 uh, Genesis, uh, first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter three. We have the story of the first humans, and um, and we have here a story of um, what happened uh, there in, in in the Garden of Eden. Um, you, uh, the setting here is that God created humans; um, He placed them in the garden, and um, and then. Um, we, we pick, it, pick it up here from Genesis chapter 3. Let me read, and then we'll uh, uh, look at some of the things that come from here. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 onwards. Now the serpent, it says, was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it mm-hmm. or you will die. You will not certainly die, uh, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What I want us to see here, Nick, is how the serpent here works. Mm-hmm. The serpent here is... Uh, is the devil or, or Satan. And we know that uh, from Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. Yes. Where it explains to us that the, that the serpent, that the devil is also called the, 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 the serpent. Yeah. That ancient serpent of old. Uh, so here's the devil masquerading as, as, as a serpent. And notice the devil's three-fold approach. His aim... His aim is to uh, uh, is to misrepresent the character of God, mm-hmm. and he does it in, in these three ways in his threefold approach. Uh, step one, uh, what what uh, you know, Step one, there, there he, he um, when he asks the woman, "Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden?" Now notice carefully these words. Did God say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The first step of the devil is he wants to show that God is restrictive, Mm, mm. uh, that that God wants to limit uh, freedom. Uh, um, So he's asking, did God say you can't eat from any tree? Well, notice carefully what God actually did say, and and, and let's compare this. Um, So we go back to the previous chapter, God, and opening... Two chapters of Genesis describe how God created a perfect world. Uh, on the sixth day, He created humans, male and female. Placed them in a garden in a perfect setting, and um, and then he, he 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 placed them in the garden to tend it and to keep it. and uh, And then um, uh, God God said to them uh, here in Genesis chapter two. And, and verse 16, the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. From when you eat of it, you will certainly die. Okay? Notice, God says you are free, interesting word, mm-hmm. you are free to eat from any tree, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, Nick... Is God being restrictive here when He says you are free to eat from any tree? I'll, I'll probably, I would say more why? protective rather than restrictive. Well, yeah, and, and so the, the serpent then. So, so what we find, we things uh, move on. We come to chapter three. Uh, the woman there is Eve. Um, that one is Eve. She comes to the tree. Sees the serpent, and the serpent begins to speak to her, and says, "Did God say that you must not eat from any tree?" Mm-hmm. So he's already twisting, and he's twisting it in such a way, oh, uh, you can't eat from any tree. Do you see that? It's like God is is restrictive. Whereas back here, God had said, "You're free to eat from any tree," and I'm, you know, free to eat from all of them. Just one. Mm-hmm. It's a different, different twist. He's now wanting to show that God is. Restrictive, uh, and, uh, and 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 yeah, and, and limiting, limiting, limiting freedom. That's the first thing that the devil does. Yep, Notice what he's doing here with uh, tr- as he tries to misrepresent God's character. The second, so the first thing is he wants to show that God's restrictive, uh, and you know, a, a, it, we just uh, pause on that one for a moment. People these days kind of have the idea, oh yeah, God's. God, God is limiting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. he's controlling. You know? interesting. Now, the second step of the devil here, the serpent, is he? Is he wants to show that God is not truthful. Ah, chapter uh, in verse three, uh, we read here that the the woman's. Well, verse two, the woman said to the serpent, "We may eat." fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat from the fr- fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. Verse 4, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. Mm. Okay? So God says one thing, now the serpent, the devil comes in and says uh, a completely different thing. He wants to show that God is not truthful. In other words, uh, the devil here wants to show that you can't trust. You can't trust what God says. Interesting. Can't trust what God says. The third step is that he wants uh, the devil wanted to get humans to doubt God's intentions and motives. Yeah. Uh, we read on uh, the serpent sit here after the serpent had said, "You will not die." Verse five. For God knows that when you eat from it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil the serpent wanted you know, Eve here in particular think that um, so that, that God hey, is restrictive well, we can't eat from any tree uh, he's putting that, that restrictive idea in mind mm-hmm. uh, to, to doubt that God, what God says he means and now to doubt that God has good intentions for them, in other words the devil here is indicating hey God knows though God doesn't want you to eat of it Because when you do You will know You'll see reality You know Now you
0: are in the shadow That's right And you know many times Joseph Just on on that one I remember when I become a Christian myself And coming from you know um, How we used to say From the world you know With life doing everything What you want to do And uh, people used to say you know Really used to say these things to me What happened to you? Have you gave up on life yeah uh, associating believing in God have faith in God finding your way on giving up life yeah it's against as you just said restrictive um, you are not able to really see reality and enjoy life which is so false and so uh, cunningly you know uh, the, the enemy uh, the, you know work it out so cunningly mm-hmm. to for us to believe that we are restricted, that we are not enjoying uh, life, which is totally contrary yeah, yeah. with the teachings of the
1: Bible. And that's that. so that's what's happened here right from the outset. Um, uh, the devil has gotten humans to think uh, that God uh, is restrictive, that he's he can't believe what he says, and more than that. That he to to get us to doubt his good intentions and motives Mm -hmm. for us. um, That's how the devil operates. And ever since, ever since he deceived those first humans, Adam and Eve, people have had a false picture of God. This is because of sin. Yeah. Now sin is not a small thing. And in a later program coming up we'll be looking at how culture has redefined and changed our view of sin. Correct, yep. But let me just say this at this point, because we, 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 we see that there's a connection here, Nick. There's a connection. Ever since our first humans, people have got a false picture of God, and the reason, Nick, they have a false picture of God is because of sin. Sin is not a small thing. Sin is not just m- the mistakes we make. Or as, as someone I heard describe it once, sin is not just spilled milk. Yep. Uh, you know, spilled milk, which means, oh, well, spilled it, we'll just wipe it up. That's it. Consequences. S- sin is, f- yeah, that's right. It's far bigger and deeper than that. It is actually a broken relationship um, between humanity and God, and and we'll see even be between, between humans. Mm. Now, Nick, I, I want to share a, a statement from... Um, that book, The Great Controversy, uh, and we um, we heard it uh, promoted a little bit earlier. Powerful book, powerful, powerful book. It's a, it's it's. And it, it, it now, in that book, uh, on page five hundred sixty nine, uh, it, it it has this this statement. I want to read this. Uh, notice very carefully what it says. It is Satan's constant effort to misrepresent the character of God. Mm. Let me just pause there. Notice that? It is Satan's constant effort to misrepresent the character of God. And, and then the quote goes on. To misrepresent the character of God, the nature of sin, and the real issues in the great controversy. <laughs> there's, that, there's that term from which the, the book actually derives its title. Um, the the great controversy, referring to the fact that there is this great controversy, uh, meaning great battle, mm-hmm. conflict mm-hmm. between good and evil, and and how we're involved in it. That's why this book is so powerful, Nick. And um, I know you. I'm sure you've you've you found it uh, also powerful because it actually pulls aside like the curtain and reveals to us what's going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. in this battle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I keep getting distracted. I'm trying to read this quote. But notice again, it is Satan's constant effort to misrepresent the character of God, the nature of sin, and the real issues in the great controversy. He, that is Satan, causes people to cherish false concepts of God so that they regard him with fear and hate rather than love. Wow. The cruelty inherent in his own character is attributed to God. That's powerful, Joseph. So Satan's constant effort is to misrepresent God and sin. Yeah, and they're connected. Now today we're we're particularly looking at this this question about uh, how how has culture changed our picture of God? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we're seeing it right here, Nick. We're seeing it that 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 um, as a result of of, uh, of the enemy and the devil has got us to uh, got humans to uh, to see to 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 see God as someone that that there's actually really the character of the devil. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's. Because of that, uh, well, it's because of sin that we actually misunderstand God. They're they're connected. And so we're talking particularly about God, but we need to say something about sin here because it's it's connected with that. Mm -hmm. Now, um, let's notice here Genesis chapter 3 as we read on in this story. Uh, I'll take it from verse 6, very next verse. After the devil had set those three steps. To uh, step one, what was it that he wants? uh, We wanted to see the humans to see that God is restrictive to that you you doubt what God says and doubt that His intentions for us. And then verse six: that when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened.
0: Absolutely. And um, Joseph, just before we moving on, you know, you refer to that book again, The Great mm. Controversy, and as you just said, Wonderful, wonderful book, and I would like to mention it again to our listeners that even for those of you who live here in South Australia, if mm. you like to get this book in your hands, we are happy to deliver this book to your door, mm. uh, free of charge, no obligation. You just need to send an SMS to zero four zero one three zero four five zero seven seven. Again, zero four zero one three zero five zero seven. Seven and will deliver uh, this book to you. And Joseph, uh, as you read in Genesis uh, chapter 3 there, we see here uh, what sin causes, mm. don't, don't we? Now, yeah. s- oh, what are some of the consequences of sin, Joseph?
1: Yeah, so Adam and Eve here begin to experience emotions, Nick, that they had never experienced before. Ooh. They begin to experience things that... That that, that that weren't there before. When, you know, if things were perfect, they, they they experience emotions that they were not meant to. Nick, um, there's shame. There, there, there's fear. Yep. Covering up. Yep. Hiding. Uh, and then then actually, if we we read on a little bit, you know, when God speaks, He says, "Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat?" Verse eleven, verse twelve. The man said, "The woman you put here." So what's he doing? Blame. Yeah. Uh, so, shame, fear, hiding, blame. Why do they do this? It's because of sin. It's because there's this brokenness, Nick. Uh, sin causes humans not to trust God. Mm. And then, because of that, they have a false concept of who God is. And no
0: wonder then God was protective when he said But from this tree
1: That's right. you shall not eat Because God knew what would be best for them yes. yeah. mm. uh, and, and, and not only that, but you know, some could say Well if it wasn't even in the first place then they wouldn't be tempted But the thing is God wanted humans to have the choice To be able to choose uh, to obey God, to follow him uh, and so that's why it was there. But what we find here, Adam and Eve, they're experiencing shame, fear. They're in hiding, Nick. There's blame. Um, Adam and Eve assume. Now, here's a very, this is a very, very important point I want to make mm, here, Nick. Mm. Adam and Eve assume that the way that they are feeling now, in hiding, wanting to cover up, blaming, Um They assume that that's how God feels about them. Right. You see? They think that this is what God's attitude is towards them. Their picture of God is one of fear and hate. Mm. Do you see what's happened? Mm. There's been a change. There's been a change in how they view God. And that's because they think that that's God's attitude towards them. Do you remember that quote from Great Controversy? Now, let me read it yep, again. Yep. Let's l- notice the, how, how that fits in now again. The, the quote there from Great Controversy said, it is, ca- it is Satan's constant effort to misrepresent the character of God the nature of sin and the real issues in the great controversy. Satan causes people to cherish false concepts of God yes. so that they regard him, that is regard God, with fear and hate rather than love. Yes. And then that, that last statement there says this, the cruelty that's inherent in, in his own character, in the devil's own character, is attributed to God. Yeah. So Satan's... F, constant effort has been to misrepresent character of God, so that people look at God um, having the as having the attributes which are actually really of the devil. He's done an incredible uh, switch, and so people see God as having the attributes, or what 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 are really the attributes of the devil?
0: And, and just just here, just a, a moment, if I could interrupt here. If we look back to those statistics as we talked at the beginning yeah. there. No wonder yeah. when you see the shift, you know, the change, um, because I believe um, we we are uh, walking on dangerous uh, ground, mm. uh, not knowing exactly what God said. We are listening more maybe to the voice of the enemy. Yeah. We are listening to all those things, you know, going on, and we're thinking that actually... It's God, you know that uh, is, is like that. Is like that. That's right. Yep. Not what uh, Satan is portraying God to be like. Yeah, it's very
1: interesting, very uh, spot on, and, and that, that's exactly right. And I believe that's that's what Barna's research is showing us, Nick. That, and that's you know, essentially what we fi- are finding here in Australia. People have people have got this concept of God, Nick. Uh, that is actually a false false, false picture. Mm. That's mm. not what. The character of God is—that's not the character of God.
0: Okay, uh, all right. Then um, we we are um, going to to go to the next uh, question here. Just looking at the time, Joseph. Now, I think we still have um, uh, a bit more time to just deal with uh, with the next uh, one here. Uh, how do we know, Joseph, that this is not? the character
1: of god yeah. well what satan is just uh, saying there because in just just a couple of verses further on in verse 15 here in genesis 3:15 we have the very first promise of someone who's going to come and and help uh, come as, as as to 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 help save uh, humans. Mm. Uh, re- it refers here to that there's going to be enmity between uh, humans and between the sorry the devil and the woman and it, between your offering and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. That's the first promise of someone who's going to come, Nick. See, God's attitude to Adam and Eve had not changed after they sinned. uh As it says elsewhere in Jeremiah 31, God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God's character had not changed. God's attitude to them had not changed. Uh, It was the devil who misrepresented God's character. And then we know that this is not the character of God because Jesus came to reveal to us what God is like now. Mm -hmm. In John 14 we read, John chapter 14, there was one occasion when one of the disciples came up to Jesus and, and, and said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus said to him, he who has seen me has seen the Father. John 14, 8 and 9. Yeah. Jesus came to reveal to us the true picture of God. When we see what Jesus was like, we see what God is like. See how Jesus treated people. The sick, he healed them. The dead, he raised them to life. Children, he said, come to me. Do not hinder them, he said to people. The poor, he helped. The blind, the crippled, the downtrodden. Mm. There is a verse that, 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 that in essence describes God. It's in 1 John chapter 4 and uh, and verse 8 and uh and Nick I have to read this it says whoever does not love does not know god because god is love wow now people might think oh, okay yeah and and, and perhaps you want to switch on but notice that it here it doesn't say that god is loving yes or is like love rather that god is love. The very essence of his being is love. He cannot be otherwise just but love. When we we read, uh, for example, in in a number of places, let let me just compare a couple of, uh, link a couple of passages. Galatians chapter 1, for example, verse 3 and 4 says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins Mm -hmm. to rescue us who gave himself for our sins. In chapter 2, verse 20, it says, uh, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And we could go on. Over in Ephesians, uh, it tells us, the husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave, what's the next word? Himself for for her, do you see nice. that? Did you pick the the, the phrase that keeps re- recurring? Gave himself, gave himself. First John four eight says that God is love. What is love? Love is a verb. Love requires an object. When we say "I love," Ice cream, for example, or I love you—that means it has to be an object. Mm. When God said, "God is love," it required an object. That object was the humans that He that He created. Yeah, and the moment they sinned, He gives them a promise that He will come and and deal with the the, the problem of sin, and uh, and and that reveals to us the true character of God. Mm. He He, he will come to give Himself. And even more, uh, Joseph, uh, talking
0: about love, uh, you know how uh, in English it's a little bit uh, uh, more difficult to understand the difference in, in uh, you know, the the love which we're talking about here because we're talking about agape love here. We talk about that sacrificial love. You know, God is the one you just said who gives, Mm. gives and gives. Mm all the time we as human have the tendency to just ask you know to get get mm. get how much i can get you know a little bit more for me you know
1: but god gives uh, uh, that's that's that is so so important nick what you've just said because the essence you know we're talking about the, who, 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 who the true character of god is and we said that, that it's connected with the um uh, a false concept of god is because of sin it's, it's inseparable so yep. uh, uh, we need to understand sin what it is the essence of sin is uh, basically humans um, choosing their own way That that's essentially what Eve did back there uh, Nick she, she thought no I won't go God's way I'll do my thing that's what sin is sin is self yeah sin is self and 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 I believe you know um, the author that wrote the, that great book, The Great Controversy, um, actually has a, a reference uh, in, in another in another place describing the fact that essence of, of self is get get. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Where the opposite of get is give give. So you see what's what's going on here, and 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 notice how the devil had worked. He was basically saying to Eve there. Look, if, if you do take this, you will get this. You yeah. will get this. Yeah, your eyes will that's open, right, and you will right. see reality. And and uh, and where in actual fact, um God is give give. The oh. quite quite the opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's very
0: very interesting, Joseph. What you said there. Hey, Joseph, uh, I just. Uh, as you mentioned about that book and I want this book to, to fall in the hands of our listeners yeah. and I'll play that ad again yeah. idea. and if you like uh, if you live here in Adelaide uh, you like to get this book please send an SMS to zero four zero one three zero five zero seven seven, or otherwise you know just go on our uh, website faithfm.com.au write an email to info at faithfm.com.au here's the ad for you and we'll be back in a sec for uh, conclusion
2: your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843.
0: Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A with Nick Krita and our co-host is Joseph Matichik. The question we looked at today is, has culture changed our picture of God?
1: Joseph, how can we summarize in uh, a few words here? What we found is that culture has led us to have this view of God, Nick, um, that sees God as uh, essentially uh, the opposite of who he truly really is and that's because of this 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 uh, the effects of sin on 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 humanity um, uh, our, our arch enemy the devil has gotten humans to uh, to see god in the in, uh, as having the characteristics of what ultimately the devil does actually have mm-hmm. and and he's got us to to picture him uh, like that what what we have seen is that the bible tells us that god is Love, uh, not that he is loving or like love, but in his very essence, in his very being, he is love. Now, when we look at that, um, we, it, it's interesting to look at it a bit this way, Nick. Um, we, we, what is easier to say, "I love you," or "I give myself for you"? Notice the difference, mm. uh, because that's what Jesus did that's what God did in Jesus uh, the Bible tells us that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself reconciling mean, uh, to reconcile means to, to make up why because way back what we saw in Genesis chapter 3 is there was this brokenness that was caused where humans their connection with God got broken and so they view him w- with fear and hate yep. instead of love mm-hmm That's because the devil got them to view God and think that God's attitude towards them was that. It couldn't have been further from the truth. The opposite was the case. God actually, his attitude was an attitude of love, and that love is to self-sacrifice, to to give oneself. Mm. God was in Christ reconciling the world. How? On the cross. On the cross. On the cross, God gave himself for humans. At the cross, virtually every question about the character of God is answered. Yeah. At the cross, we see how God views us. And so what we conclude is this. God is a God who loves us and wants us to know him. God is a God who has our best interests at heart. He is a God who knows what is best for us. He has revealed himself through Jesus and in his written word, the scriptures, the Bible. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to love him and to obey him, to take him seriously. That's why, Nick, there is a a very, very significant little passage in the book of Revelation chapter 14. It's part of the final message that's got to go out to everyone. And in that message, Revelation 14 and 7, it calls people to fear God and give glory to him. <laughs> yeah. Fear God. Now, hang on. You just, you know, people might say, Joseph, you've just totally contradicted yourself. Adam and Eve were, uh, hid because they were afraid. No. Oh, please, they'd make the same connection. It, that's not the fear we're talking about here at all. It's a completely different one. It's here to, to show reverence and respect to God. That's, yeah. th- that's the real meaning. What I want to get us to get here, though, is uh, this Barna research that we started the program with, Um the statistics clearly show us that people have lost the true concept and picture of God. They have lost a, a healthy respect. To fear God is to respect him. And wouldn't you respect someone who has given himself for you? Mm. Mm. How could you not? Absolutely. And so the final thought is what we believe about God makes a world of difference, literally. Literally.
0: Joseph, thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. Would you be
1: able, just in a couple of words, just to to pray to to finish? Let's do that right now. Father God, we want to thank you uh, for who you truly are, that you've revealed yourself, that you want to be known, and that you want us to know you, to have a friendship with you, and that you have our best interests at heart. You reveal that to us. Help us uh, to seek you with all our hearts. With all our minds, and to to follow you, no matter what, because you have given yourself for us, mm. and I pray that for everyone that's listening today, in Jesus' name,
0: Amen, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for uh, joining Nikrita and Joseph Matić today. Uh, please uh, join us tomorrow when we ask, can culture change truth? Until then, may God richly bless you, and I'm leaving you with a song. It's all about God.
3: Moses led God's people to the sea. No!